this is John Ubaldi with Ubaldi Reports. With me, as always, is my good friend and co-host, Joe Bitts. Hey, Big Joe, how's it going? Great, John. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? How was work for you today? Uh, long. Yeah, I know the same thing. It was well, a long... I did about nine and a half hours. Okay. I took uh, a couple days off. You took five days I off. I took five days off. And who's counting? Because uh, I'm so working I, like a dog and you're taking five days well, off. Well, hold on. I, I got the day. If you, if you, if you had the days. If I you would, had the opportunity to take vacation, I think you would too. I would take the days if I... Yeah, that's kind of... But I can still bag on you because I'm working like a freaking sled dog and you're... Yeah. But I guess I've been at that job for 13 plus years. So I guess seniority has its privileges. It if I'm working at the job I'm working at now for 13 plus years, I'm hanging myself. But it's still in such disarray. It's still in such disarray that I've never seen I've never seen the post office like this. It's just leave mail behind. Don't take this. Just take packages. Well, it's, it's, just take letters. That's it. And I'm holy crap. If I did that like about a year, I don't know a year and a half ago, they would fire me. It's the government. But there's a lot of stuff going on. I think the big thing is that I've been tracking since over the weekend mm-hmm. is the the rising crime in a lot of the urban cities across the country. And finally. President Biden gave an address yesterday and outlined his proposals, how he believes to reduce the extreme level of crime. And his it was interesting. His whole focus is it's a gun problem. And I know we're two pro Second Amendment type individuals. But if you really look at it, it boiled down that he said it's a gun problem. There's too many guns out there that people who shouldn't have the guns have them. And but the problem that I see with that, he didn't look at take a broader approach to it. You have a very strong element in his party that supports defund, disinvest, move resources around from the local law enforcement agencies. I really think he didn't know what he was talking about. I got that impression. That would be like, and I know as a president, you have staffers that have expertise on variety of issues domestically as well as foreign policy. It's you want to ask him, who is handling your issues when it comes to crime? Are you deferring to the attorney general or do you have staffers that deal with that? Because like when one of the things that was curious, he mentioned it. Well, if there was just jobs, summer jobs for these youths, we all know there's eight, almost nine million unfilled jobs all across the country. Yeah. And they seem to be at an entry level job. I mean, these are jobs. I'm working at a job that kids work at. Yeah. So I'm just curious. Who came up with that idea? That If they just had summer jobs, that's going to stop the violence in Chicago? Well, I think he was coloring, and he kind of figured it out when he was filling in the butterfly flying over the grass hills. Because, like I said, I don't think he understood what he was talking about, including like some of his comments were, oh, the they were talking about us having guns, but then they're like, we're the government. We have nuclear bombs and F-16s. Okay, well, guess what? Hey, Gramps, maybe something you didn't also realize is that the military will not turn on its own people. No. But going back to what he said, it was all about more gun control. And the curious aspect of it is I talked to a friend that we've had on the show before, a guy named John Kennedy, and he's a, he has a federal, firearm, federal firearms license holder. Yeah. He buys and sells guns. And the question came up on one of the shows that his own the things that he wants to do, his own son, Hunter, was um, guilty of it. Now, yeah, he was the, ill- eligible for some of the stuff. 
Yes, because on the I've got a copy of it. It's the Fed a firearms transaction record from the U.S. Department of Justice out of the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives. And for our listeners' sake, for those who are not familiar with it, it dictates that this is what you have to fill out to own a firearm and a and a rifle. So mm-hmm. you have to get this is basically trying to get your background check. There's about eight or nine, I think there's nine questions that you have to answer. And a couple of them could be construed as a misdemeanor or a felony if you put the wrong thing down. And if you purposely put the wrong thing, knowing that you're putting something that is not accurate. And a couple of things for Hunter Biden being, he was in the military, yeah, but he was discharged because he tested a positive on the urinalysis test for cocaine. And for our listener standpoint, if you've never been in the military, for an officer to test positive for cocaine, that's a serious charge, even for an enlisted, because they go by the severity of the drug. So, and the military has a zero tolerance policy, so out he goes. Now, the one thing we don't know, what type of discharge did he get? Obviously, it's not going to be an honorable discharge. Was it general? Was it... I don't think because it was in the reserves. I don't think it was a dishonorable oh, or bad conduct. Okay, the worst. Hold on, because we've had a lot of we like to call them piss tests in the military, and we just like and they would be random at best. And one of the drugs that was almost impossible to find was cocaine because it had a three day shelf life oh. in your system. In order for him to be a reservist, and then on top of that, get busted for cocaine he had to have done like a line before like going into the parking lot and then like all right drug test yeah you make a good point because i know thc for the one for marijuana i think that's in your system and don't anybody quote me it's a much longer i think it's 30 to 60 days it's in your system when i first was in the, the marines we used to get tested really all the time like every two weeks we were taking a urinalysis test almost everybody who did test positive on the urinalysis was always for marijuana. Now it seems like other drugs, methamphetamines, I think ecstasy was a big one for a while. Yeah. I don't know what, because I haven't been associated with the military in a little while. I'm not sure what is the big drug now, but that was one aspect. And then it's the curious part of that. One of the the questions on the the form is, are you using or have you used illicit drugs? And I think the question came down to, are you a lawful user or, excuse me, are you an unlawful user of or addicted to marijuana or any depressant, stimulant, narcotic drug or any other controlled substance? So we know he has an alcohol and a drug problem. So he had to put no. So then he already knew that he lied on that form. But the first step of admitting you're an alcoholic or the first step of the first tell of being an alcoholic is admitting you're an alcoholic. Maybe he didn't admit he was an alcoholic. So but technically, see, but, but the pro, but the thing is you have that, then he had some mental health issues. So all these things bring red flags. So president Biden is talking about, we need gun control. We need to prevent people from who shouldn't have guns from having it. And then the question becomes for Hunter Biden, how we, there's it's question, how we disposed of the firearm in question. Yeah. So that's another thing is you, you can be, and I'm not, don't quote me on this, but I think you can be criminally liable if you mishandle or dispose of a firearm in a reckless or inappropriate manner because somebody can gain access to that firearm. So those are the things that are 
nobody's pressing him on. And then you go back to when he focused just on gun control. And I know we talked earlier about the defund the police movement. That's a huge element, especially under the progressive base of the Democratic Party. But then there's the other aspect that most people may not be aware of is under George Soros, the, 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 the billionaire who gives heavily to the Democratic Party. He helped elect a lot of progressive district attorneys. So you got them in San Francisco, Chicago, New York, Philadelphia, St. Louis, San Francisco, L.A. And what they're doing is they're not charging anybody for any particular type of crime. So if you're like all the rioters, let's say an example in New York City, almost 90 percent were not charged with any crime. So they just get more and more emboldened. Then his own vice president last year. She put a link on her her website for people to contribute to bail out these people that were arrested. Yeah. And a lot of people that were let go through this particular link had criminal backgrounds and very serious felonies on the record were let go. <laughs> so all of a sudden now you're going to be tough on crime, but you're really not. Yeah, I think it's just maybe different. OK, you and I know that if you're trying to do something and attacking the problem head on is not working, sometimes you have to maybe flank it or go behind it in order to solve that problem. We've done with it plenty of times, you know, being in the Marines, especially being in a combat situation. But what maybe that's just their tactic about gun control. They're just, they've been hiding. They're, I think they're just trying to pull the right strings with the right people about, oh, crime, and crime is because of guns, so we need to get guns off the street. But what they don't understand is that law-abiding citizens like you and I, we go, we register, we get our concealed carry permit, we go to the gun show or we go to the gun store, we wait the three-day waiting period, or depending on our permits, we can get it right away. Even like when it comes to ordering guns online and stuff like that, even Buying gun hand-to-hand, like if I see somebody selling a gun at a gun show, they still want a paper trail, even though it's not official because in case that gun is attached to a crime, they could say, no, I gave, I sold it to this person. But the other problem, that it's interesting they're never bringing up. Now, it was interesting that this person, I wish I would have remembered the name. She was on MSNBC, and she blamed it's the police. Mm-hmm. It's the poor schools. It's the poor economic opportunity that are causing this rise in crime. And I wish the reporter or the the host who was hosting that particular segment would have said, it's interesting you say that, but these cities have been run by one party for somewhere on a 60, 60 years. I was talking to a couple of friends who are over 60. Yep. They're both 65. And I told them, you weren't even alive when St. Louis had a last Republican mayor. A lot of these cities, like, okay, take Chicago. I know everybody focuses on, especially with that horrific crime when the couple was pulled out of their vehicle and shot execution style. And sad to say, both of them died leaving, I think, a a baby of one-year-old and I think it was like a three-year-old or something are now without their parents. But what they don't understand, Chicago has been run by the Democrats since 1931. But see... When they when the one party control a city like that, a major metropolitan has a strong mayor form of government, which means the mayor and city council run the show. So they're going to determine who's going to be the police chief, who's going to be the um, 
on these boards and commissions, the planning commission, where you get push things through to get building permits, zoning law. They're going to control law. And most importantly, they're going to control the school. And in Chicago, they have a direct result of who sits on that school board. So if you're complaining about this, you have to look at that as well. And the policies that are emanating out of these cities are failing their own population that they claim to help. Okay. Okay. So when Giuliani was mayor of New York, did he recognize himself as a Democrat or Republican? So he's been a Republican through and through. Okay. So because my question for you would be, how would a Republican mayor be different than a Democratic? Well, each is different. Each Each person who's a Republican is different, but typically Republicans will embrace the free market. Typically a Republican, not always the case, because I know in Washington, they've never really done this. A Republican would have a smaller governmental footprint. They believe in more tougher law and order approach, because what Giuliani did when he was uh, mayor, they did the broken window. So you had all these crack houses that no one's keeping up. Yeah. So he would get the zoning, uh, the, was it the zone code enforcement? He would go over, you got a certain amount of days to get this fixed and you keep getting, if you don't, we seize your, your property. So what he did is he forced out a lot of the crack houses and then they did the, which is very controversial the stop and frisk. Yeah. If you were out at a certain time, they would look at you, they would pull up, stop and frisk you. And if, and that's how they took a lot of guns off the street. Now, it was very controversial, especially in the minority community. But it's interesting that a couple of weeks ago, there was an African-American writer who wrote a column in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And what he said, and it was interesting when you read the, you weren't sure. The I didn't even think about the ethnicity of the columnist who wrote it. It wasn't until... Midway through, when he references Africa, he said, my African-American father grew up in the Jim Crow South. Then I realized this is an African-American. But what he said is to the black community, we need to look at ourselves. The police officer in Chicago who shot that 14-year-old boy, that boy, the kid was in a ganging area. What they were doing is they were shooting at cars as part of their gang initiation. And who he was around was a 22-year-old. So what the father said is, what is your son doing out at 2 o'clock in the morning? Yeah. So if you don't have fathers in the home, now this I don't know how to fix, is if you look at the family structure, it's disintegrated. You don't have fathers in the home. You don't have the strong male role model. So what he was saying is if your kid is out at 10 o'clock at night or you don't even know where your kid is, Mm -hmm. then you're the problem. So unless you address those issues, the family issues, the economic issues, the the educational issues, you're never going to you're never going to stop this crime. And stopping guns is it's the things that Joe Biden mentioned, we got to do this, we got to do that. They're all already illegal. Yeah. So if you don't enforce the current laws, more laws aren't going to do the answer. It just seems like the more he's trying to do good, it it, it affects good people. Well, I think what Joe Biden is doing He's trying to be like he's doing something to to stop crime, but he's also has this base of the party, that progressive wing, which is very activist. They believe in defunding the police, like Ocasio-Cortez, what is he called, Representative Omar, Tlaib Omar. Go back to her for a second. She said something that I guess was controversial. 
that people were... Well, you got to be more specific because she says a lot of things well, controversial. Well, they hold her so she equated, about Israel. She equated the United States, Israel... To the Taliban and Hamas. She does understand. She does realize what country she's in. Sometimes I wonder. Okay, but even she, they want to defund the police, but they've never articulated. Okay, you take you take the police out. Who's going to come? Yeah, a social worker is going to show up. An unarmed social worker is going to show up to disarm a domestic vi- a domestic family dispute pissed their pants by the time they even decided to get out of their car door to approach that place. You wouldn't get a social worker. My brother's a firefighter, and many times when they go to a call, it's questionable for security. They don't go until the police show. Yeah, it's also a controlled environment when they do have people that they're seeing because it's like in a building. It's in a cubicle. There's probably some sort of security there. But see, a lot of these problems, as we mentioned in the last few minutes or so, have not been addressed by the president. Like I said, you've got strong members of his party. They couldn't tell the difference between a riot and a peaceful protest. They egged this on. Many of the the candidates, even President Joe Biden, some of his staff was donating to this fund to bail out the rioters in Minneapolis. And now all of a sudden they want it. We got to start crying, but that's only on the gun side. They're not focusing on all the other stuff that, that we have mentioned. Well, uh, Pelosi, didn't she say something about starting her own committee with the July 16th insurrection? No, July, January 6th. Yes. Now, it's interesting they're looking at that, but they're not looking at... Uh, look, take... Um, but once they do their investigation and stuff like that, and they, they come to the conclusion that, yes, Donald Trump did incite because if she's heading off the investigation, then guess what? He's already guilty before... Well, but here's an example. If you're... if And I know I'm going to say this again, and Joe's going to laugh at me or slap me. Jonathan Turley made a comment. Go ahead. There what you're... you're and he talked about the free, freedom of speech. Should have Trump made that speech? This is from John. Probably not. But to say that he caused the insurrection for people to attack is way off. Yeah. Because if you use that argument, and what he said is what Maxine Waters said before the Eric, uh, the Darren, Eric Chauvin trial, the police officer that I guess was found guilty of killing George Floyd. She said, we want it guilty. And if we don't get it, we're going into, we're going to riot in the street. And then if you go to, there were six senators. One of them was, I think it was Sheldon Whitehouse. Who was the other one? There were six senators, Democrats. I can't think of all their names. I know one of them was Sheldon Whitehouse. They all, and even Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. He really went at it with the Supreme Court. If you don't do this. You're going to reap the whirlwind attacking the Supreme Court. Even Sheldon Whitehouse threatened the Supreme Court saying, if you don't do this, if you don't rule our way, the consequences are going to be reprehensible. What's going to happen? Yeah, there's a lot. It's just it just really seems one side. It does. But even going back to the, the heavy crime, a lot of like in San Francisco, you have Walgreens closed 17 stores over five years. Because of the heavy shoplifting. They said, we can't do this. Mm-hmm. So they pulled their stores out. Who does that hurt? A lot of these stores could be in the low-income and minority communities, and now they don't have a, a pharmacy to go to because 
we're not dealing with this. And the prosecutors there said, we're not going to arrest anybody for a misdemeanor, anything that's below, I think, $950. So you can go into a Best Buy in San Francisco and take out a, an LED screen. You're going you're going a little bit ahead of that. It goes even more right. sooner than it's the cop. The cop is, we're not going to bring you in unless it's this much until they're not the police because the prosecutor, okay, they get the case and they're like, okay, they'll throw it out. But they're not even making an arrest. The cops are like, don't call us until unless it's a $1,000 or more. But even still, there was one part of Contra Costa County in California. They said, if you arrest anybody for shoplifting, you have to first ask him, did he need that? Of course I need my LED screen. <laughs> but here's the other point of all this. Charles Krauthammer, who was a syndicated columnist for many years, he passed away, I think, two or three years ago. He said something, they brought it up, and nowadays you have video. And what he said is, this was 2015. When a police officer is going to arrest somebody, he's now, at that time, he was sizing you up. How am I going to arrest him? If I have to wrestle him, this is how I'm going to do it. Then he said, now, and again, this is 2015. Now I have to worry about, if I arrest this individual, how does this look on TV? Am I going to be on the news? Is my city going to back me up and no no and now throw it today like in new york city they passed something called i think it's called qualitative immunity mm -hmm. which if a police officer is has a complaint or is getting sued for something he or she might may or may not have done the city usually covered the uh, or took care of the legal challenge but now they're not doing that anymore. You're on your own. I thought it was the union's responsibility to come in there and be well, like... Well, the union too, but the police officer is basically going to have his own lawyer. Yeah. So you've got that. And then in a lot of these cities, like I know Chicago's one, and I think New York is the other one, police officers have to get permission to chase them. Now, here's an example. And then the other part that Joe Biden didn't mention, throughout the country... Police police officers are leaving in droves. Some in cities are a huge drop. My brother lives in Seattle, and he tells me he's the Seattle police. Their morale's in the in the tank, and what they're doing, people are leaving. Now we're thinking a police officer is the beat cop. Yeah. What about how many police officers who have 20, 25 years of experience? How many of them are detectives? Mm -hmm. How many of them are investigators? So this person who leaves could be an expert at solving some of these crimes. Yeah. So they leave. Look at that corporate knowledge that leaves with them. And some of them take this, if they have the time, will go to other departments because they'll treat it better there than at a lot of these urban centers. If you remember Portland, 50 members of their volunteer anti-riot squad all resigned because they're just not getting the backing because they charge somebody one of their own for hitting a, a reporter. This is after months of rioting. So I think Florida is probably good and Texas is good because of the way our governors handle stuff. But say New York City, say Los Angeles, say Chicago. Or wow. St. Louis or some of these other ones. How When is it going to get to a point where the cops are just like, I'm done, and there's no law in order there and then those cities are so riddled with crime that it's almost they're inhabitable it could happen or which is going to happen the law enforcement is just going to drive around especially in the minority communities because why would you stop someone who's a minority if someone's going to videotape it and it gets on the evening news yeah and because it's interesting if a police officer shoots a suspect 
they riot, they protest, yada. But look at all the black-on-black crime. Mm -hmm. And the data shows about 90% of all African Americans are not going to die at the hands of a police. That's a narrative that's been going around by the Democrats and the media that police officers are out there shooting and wantly shooting African Americans. Yeah. The data doesn't, there's nowhere doesn't, more whites are killed by the police than African Americans. When there's that seven year old kid that was shot, or the, the little boy that was shot with his father in a vehicle that was shown on video. Where's the Black Lives Matter? Where's the protest against this? I, I heard somebody bring up something very interesting, and it's, nobody wants to say all lives matter because that's almost deemed a racist or hate speech. And people are having a problem with Black Lives Matter because, it, like you said, it only compares to when black people are killed by cops. So why not just like maybe take it and make it all Black Lives Matter, because then you can focus on the problem of, yes, black on black crime, especially in Chicago. These are all things that have to be looked at. And to say that, and this is where I think Joe Biden totally missed the mark, is he didn't talk about the the dysfunction of the city government, the policies that emanate from that government, the defund the police movement, the bail reform that lets people out of jail like in new york city they're closing rikers island and they're putting them in these smaller jails in these boroughs so that means you can only hold so many you got to release them yeah so the people that are committing the crime are repeat offenders so you've got then you they don't talk about the dysfunctional education that i've always been talking about since we started this podcast where 70 percent of black and hispanic kids are dysfunction can't do math or english to grade level so all these things need to play in. But I think you hit the root is the root of the problem is maybe the family structure. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid, my dad only had a grade school education. But what he did is he knew where his kids were at. And to say when your kid, like when that 14-year-old who was shot by the police officer, that police officer didn't go there to shoot that child. But he had a gun and the press... And the media altered that that gun out. And then when the full video showed, he had a gun. He turned toward the officer. Because another problem is that the media doesn't care about fact anymore. They no. just care about they care about getting the information and seeing who it's going to. But even some of these civil rights leaders, like Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson, and others, where are they when these individuals who are killed by other African Americans? Where are they at? There's no protest. There's no riots. There's no, we must stop this crime against our own people. They haven't said anything about that. As soon as somebody who's white, especially a police officer, kills an African-American in the line of duty, and if you look at how the police responded to those incidents, the individual was either had a criminal background or was engaged in a criminal activity. Now, how the police handled it, that always needs to be looked at. Mm -hmm. Could have been done differently. But like George Floyd, they're looking at doing memorials, and there's one a prominent African-American said, we're praising a guy that was a criminal. Is this something we should do? But they need to look at all aspects and not just the guns. If they focus on just guns, it's going to be a long, bloody summer. So, John, why don't you go ahead and tell them how they can find us, how they can reach us. They can reach us by going to UbaldiReports at gmail.com. That's UbaldiReports at gmail.com. Or you can go to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If you go to Facebook, go to Ubaldi Report, Ubaldi Reports Group. 
and you can check us out. There. And we got some things that we're looking at doing. We got a video coming out in the next couple of days. We'll be pushing that out. And Joe, why don't you tell them some other things that we got on the web? Uh, so we already have UbaldiReports.com and then Patreon. We're going to even look at Clubhouse or whatever these social media places are just to see if we can expand the brand and expand some of the listenership, especially coming from our listeners. You tell your friends about the Ubaldi Report. That way we can get more listeners and get some more people even possibly advertise on the show. But with that being said, everybody have a good day and we will talk to you soon. Yeah, keep listening to Ubaldi Report. Oh,